Alright. Well, open your Bibles to Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1 this morning. You know, I was, uh, I was at a, the National Day of Prayer this week, and uh, it was, uh, since none of you were there, I will tell you about it. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was pretty cool to have it in Claydesta Atrium, great, uh, great acoustics there. Uh, just, we had a gathering of over 100 people from around the city from different churches, and uh, you know, I had one, of the, one of the pastors asked me, one of the other guys, you know, just kind of chatting beforehand. You know, pastor talk, you may not know what it is, but uh, it's that awkward moment before a gathering when you don't know people and you just try to make conversation uh, and not try to mention how's your church doing, okay? <laughs> or how many people are coming to your church or something like that. And so, anyway, one of them said, hey, what, what are you doing for Mother's Day? Are you doing something special this Sunday? I said, well, yeah, we, we actually are. We're going to do... We're gonna do uh, you know, we're going to have some muffins with mom. We're going to try to take some pictures with moms and families and just do something a little bit different and invite people to come to that beforehand. And he said, okay, I said, how about you? No, we're not doing anything. And, uh, and he said, you know, I, I, he said, I've never been one to preach those messages. You know, when I try to preach on mothers on Mother's Day, it never works. So I just, I just preach on whatever. So uh, that church, you had nothing to do with mothers that day. They might have prayed over them. And I can go either way, but... Um, but today I want to go to a famous mother in the scriptures, and that's the mother Mary, the mother of Jesus. And so that's where we're at. It's not Christmas, right? Anybody know it's not Christmas? <laughs> Sorry to tell you, it's not Christmas. Uh, it's kind of Christmas for the moms today, maybe a little bit like Christmas. But, um, you know, there's there's some things with Mary that, that are just amazing that we don't need to just hear about them at Christmas. You know, sometimes we restrict certain passages of the Bible, and I do it too. We we go, well, I don't. I preach on that at Christmas, or I preach on that at Thanksgiving, or you know, you go here for a funeral or whatever. And sometimes we box things in where it's like we only hear that scripture uh, at a certain time. It was like uh, I think Bill Johnson in one of our teachings was saying. You know, the, the scripture that says, No eye has seen and no ear has heard what God has prepared for those who love Him. You know, sometimes that's used at funerals. Like, someday you'll do it, but someday you'll see what God has for you, but you've got to die. <laughs> it's not going to happen until you die. And uh, so we, we, we kind of restrict passages. So today I want you to open up your minds a little bit to the Christmas passage here. And, you know, maybe, maybe our ears will be more tuned because we're expecting it during Christmas, but we're not expecting it today. So... Luke one twenty six, and today, guys, if I speak to moms or ladies, uh, you know, I will probably do the same on Father's Day, focus a little bit more on, on men, we'll maybe focus a little bit more on mothers and the ladies' side today, but I guarantee you there's something every single one of us guys can learn from Mary. There, there is things in our heart, we can't learn how to give birth, thank the Lord, praise Jesus, hallelujah. Every man said... All right. <laughs> so we are we are thankful. There, we were we couldn't have done it. Basically, well, you know that's why, ladies, that's why you're mothers, right? God said, "Oh, nope, <laughs> not going to be able to handle that." So we'll give them something else to do. So Luke one twenty six. Let's let's just look at Mary here first, and we'll just read read this whole passage. 
Uh, Holy Spirit, we invite you to open the Word of God, even as we're reading it. Speak things to our hearts in Jesus' name. In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Don't you want to hear that? Just take that for yourself right now. You don't even have to be a lady to take that. Greetings, you. You're highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words, probably because it was an angel standing in front of her delivering it. What's going on here? And wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. There's some of you who don't want that favor in your life right now, right? <laughs> some of you who are, yes, I don't need that favor, God. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asks. Notice she says, how will? She doesn't question that it will happen. She questions, I believe this is going to happen, but how is it going to happen? Because I know I'm not married and I haven't, I haven't done anything that would cause me to become pregnant since I'm a virgin, she says. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be barren is in her sixth month. For nothing is impossible with God. Nothing is impossible with God. Don't give up. 38. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me, you, it, may it be to me as you have said. Then the angel left her. And then at that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. She went to see her cousin. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Who was the baby in Elizabeth? John the Baptist. Okay, Just to remind us of who this is. And in a loud voice, Elizabeth proclaimed, she proclaimed, Blessed are you among women and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that what the Lord said to her will be accomplished. And then we have here what happens is Mary begins a, a spontaneous song of praise to the Lord. So this is kind of a spontaneous song of praise from a mother. Mary said, my soul glorifies the Lord. And my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but he has lifted the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. 
He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and, and his descendants forever, even as he said to our fathers. I want to highlight one verse here before we get to the rest of the message. And it's because of what my wife stood up and said just a couple minutes ago in worship. I want you to know that we never discuss what we don't hardly discuss anything, actually, sometimes. But um, <laughs> that happens with small kids. And then you get late at night and you're tired and you just want to chill. But uh, we don't normally discuss like, hey, what are you preaching on or whatever. She does with me, but I don't with her. And so... The verse that really caught me in the song of Mary was verse 49. And it says, for the mighty one has done great things for me or for God, who is he is mighty. He has he has done done this for me. And so, you know, there, there's something about experiencing the power and might of God in your life personally. And that's exactly what the encouragement from the Lord, I believe that was an exhortation from the Lord, was, was to us just a minute ago, is, hey, believe this for yourself. Don't just, don't just say, yeah, God's great, yeah, God's great, you're great, you do miracles so great. But Mary was saying, look, you're great and I know it. I've experienced it and I, I have received your greatness in my life. And so I encourage you today, if that's you, where it's kind of like always the, it's God's mighty, but He's far off. It's like God's mighty, but He wants to be close and display His strength and power in your life. How did Mary receive it? Just being open. She was just open. Was Mary, you know, it wasn't what she was looking for. Just be aware of that. (laughs) When you come to the Lord and ask Him to do something in your life, Sometimes he says, yeah, I'm going to do something in your life. And it's not what you expect. I'm not saying you're going to get pregnant. (laughs) Unless you want to be. (laughs) But it was unexpected for Mary. But she experienced the power of God in a way that she had never experienced it before. Where she could say, you know what? God's mighty and I know it. I know it personally. It's not that I've heard a story from somebody else. It's not that I've just heard about it. You know, in the distance, I've not just read books about God. I haven't read just the, I haven't just read about it in the Bible. I've experienced the power of God, the might of God, the mighty one in my life. And I encourage you, invite Him to do something strong in you. Continue to ask Him to do that. Don't give up for the things that you are, you are believing God for. So, that's, that's message one. <laughs> Let's go. I don't know how many we got today. It's not going to take all day. They might be short ones. But so here's the deal. Mary was chosen by God. And why why was Mary chosen? She found what? Favor with God. How did she find favor with God? Her faith or her, her trust in the Lord? You know, really, let me tell you how she found favor with God. It was just the grace of God. It starts with the grace of God. And I'll remind you that God's grace doesn't come to us based on our performance. Aren't you glad? (laughs) But sometimes, what do we do? We disqualify God's work in our life because we have failed in our performance. And that just shows us, that's just a reminder that we're not quite getting grace as strong as it is. Because the grace of God, I think Mary just had an openness. She had just a a love for God. 
Was she perfect? No. Did she have, you know, issues in her life? Probably, most likely. You know, they, it, was, it was a little bit different to be a teenager back then, but she was a teenager. She was growing up, kind of getting in the world and trying to figure out her way. She was, she was engaged, and an engagement then was a much bigger deal than it was. I mean, it's a big deal now, but it was a much bigger deal then. You had to get divorced. I mean, you had to literally, you were already legally joined together. There was already, you know, you had, that's why it says Joseph had in mind to divorce her quietly. It's like they weren't even married yet. But it was that strong of a thing to be betrothed together. And so, you know, she, there's this, all these things happen in her life. And then what does God do? God shows up with something unexpected. And here's the deal. God's plan for her life changed the entire course of the rest of her life on earth. And it wasn't her plan. For those of us that are planners... I got bad news for you. <laughs> God doesn't check your plan book before he does something. <laughs> he, might, he knows it's there. He knows what's in there. But it's not like, well, let me see what's in there. Well, you know, okay, well, <laughs> let's go ahead and go with that one. <laughs> That's a great idea. I'm going to do that. No, he doesn't do that. I mean, how many of us have got, had God do something unexpected in our lives? And look, it... It wasn't necessarily easy where we walk through something unexpected and it changes the, my perspective for the rest of my life. And here's what Mary did. She was willing to trust God even though there was an unexpected thing in her life. So if God, are you willing, are you willing to trust Him when He changes your plans? Are you willing to trust Him when He said, when you know, look, it was it was over. It was ruined. I mean, it was like this isn't this isn't the way it was supposed to be for her. I don't know if Mary was a planner. I don't know what type of person she was. Someday we'll get to meet her. Maybe after the long line has gone through in heaven to say hi. <laughs> you know, there's a few people in heaven that are going to have long lines of hey, there's Elijah. Hey, there's who? It's like hey, there's Austin. <laughs> Might be a long line. I don't know. <laughs> now. <laughs> But, you know, I mean, there's, there's, you know, there's, there was something amazing that happened in her life, but it wasn't what she was asking God for. So it's kind of a dangerous prayer to say, God, I'm open to whatever you want in my life. It's pretty dangerous. You're going to go through some unexpected things. Are you, are you ready for that? I mean, see, that's where people get off track. Where they, they try God and then they, they like, well, that didn't work for me because he didn't do what I wanted. I get disappointed because, it, you know, well, forget that. God just doesn't answer my prayers. Forget that. God doesn't, he didn't do nothing for me. It's like, God's like, yeah, I had something for you. It's, it was totally different. It was better. Is it good or is it God? There was a book written about that recently. I haven't read it. But, you know, we want the good. And God says, I want the God thing in your life. The God thing in Mary's life was for her to get pregnant before she got married. That's a one-time scenario, FYI. <laughs> that was a, this is a special case. That's the one application we don't need to make. But it was, it was totally out of her comfort zone. I, you're like, thank you for the encouragement today. I want to go home and eat lunch now. <laughs> so look, you may, you may be near the last half of your life. God wants to do something unexpected in you. 
and through you. He wants to do something better through you than you had planned. You know, the older you get, the sometimes I'm getting a little bit older. You know, you kind of get stuck. You get you get you get in a routine, right? Some people are having birthdays this week and crossing over into new frontiers. And <laughs> is it this week or is, it is this week? Okay. You know, we, we, we get stuck. We get, we, get, we get going. And you know what? You know how God breaks us up? He gives us something unexpected. He said, here's what I have for you. And you're like, that is... That's not what I was thinking, God. <laughs> I mean, God has a great sense of humor. I mean, He has a, a really good sense of humor. Because there's, there's things in my life where, you know, He'll drop something in front of you and you're like, that's not what I expected. You know, when my, when my dad left this church, that has been now 10 years ago this August. That was something unexpected. And then it was even more unexpected when it was like, oh, you're the, you're, you're the next in line here. Uh-oh. <laughs> I better start praying more. <laughs> oh, there's a little, little extra pressure here. What's going on? You know, I, I wasn't, that wasn't part of my plan. Let me tell you that. I mean, maybe people think it was the nepotistic plan here. No, 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 no. I didn't want to pastor after my dad. In fact, here's the deal. I kept following him all these different churches. And for some reason, God kept calling me to the same church. And I'm like, I don't want to, I want to keep doing that. And then Midland came up and he's like, I, need, I want you to come up here with me. I'm like, I'm not coming up there with you. <laughs> I'm a grown 20... Something year old now. I don't need. I don't need my daddy <laughs> to chaperone me in a church. <laughs> but God had something unexpected. You know, when God said move to Midland for me, that was something unexpected. I got here. I've told this story. Some of you. Have, some, there's some people here who haven't heard this story. So cover your ears, Sarah and Josie, and all you people who've heard this like seven or eight times. You know, when I came to Midland, I was like, oh my goodness. Why would anybody live here? <laughs> I mean, by choice. <laughs> I mean, if you're born here, you can't leave until your parents let you go, right? <laughs> and that's just about what everybody thinks in Midland, too, growing up. And a lot of them end up where they do. They come on right back and go, oh, that was pretty good. That was better than I thought. But, you know, I got it. It was totally unexpected. I tried to get out of it, but it was like God's like, this is the plan. I'm like, oh, my goodness. How am I ever going to even meet someone to get married in Midland? How could it happen? With God, all things are possible. <laughs> Nothing's impossible with God. If you follow Him and are willing to step into what He has for you, like Mary did, she just said, okay, God. She was willing. That's, that was her one thing. I think the, most, the number one trait of Mary was this, just willingness. Okay, God, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it. I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know how I'm going to get there. But what does she say in verse 38? I'm the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. In other words, God, whatever you want to do, that's what I want. Whatever you want, God, I'm there with you. And that wasn't an easy thing for her to say. We know that. She was willing. Are you willing? You know, you may end up where, some, somewhere where you didn't expect. You may end up in a job you didn't expect. You may end up somewhere else in a situation you didn't expect. 
But if God is leading you into it, it's good. Because He's good and everything He does is good. It may be confusing. It may not look good right away. You may not understand it. You may never understand it. But it's good. You know, at the end of Mary's life, you know what she would have done? Look back at this time and said, wow, what an amazing time. That was one of the best things that ever happened to me. You know, she got to give birth to Jesus. Only one person did that. But at the time, you know, perspective changes everything. Where, where you look at something from. And we have to remember, my perspective is limited. I am stuck seeing in 3D. And God is seeing in like 6D or 7D. He's seeing so many dimensions. That's why when he comes at something, we're unexpected. And he's like, you should have expected that. That makes perfect sense. This is exactly the good thing that needs to happen in your life right now. And here's the even more amazing thing about God is sometimes unexpected things happen that aren't good. But God says, look, I am strong enough and mighty enough that even when someone meant to harm you, I can bring good out of it. It doesn't mean that God wanted that to happen. It doesn't mean that he says, oh, that's, that was a part of my plan. No, it's something that happened. There are things that happen outside God's plan. Does everybody know that? Because if not, then God's in charge of all the bad stuff. So there has to be things that happen that are outside God's plan. So not everything that happens in your life, you have to say, oh, that was God. He wanted that. You don't have to do that. You don't have to receive everything that happens in your life. So, anyway, that's a different, different message. What's, what's the second, second trait of Mary? Number one was willingness, and number two was trust. When she goes to Elizabeth, what does she say in verse 45? Uh, Elizabeth says about Mary, Blessed is she who has believed what the Lord has said to her will be accomplished. She believed God. She had faith. You already got that one. There was a willingness and then there was a trust. There was a trust with God that just said, Okay, God, whatever you say. It, it was really simple. You know, a simple faith is a powerful faith. You know, some of the people I've met that have seen the, the most amazing miracles in their life, they just had a few simple things. They just they believed and they stood on those things. They were not they were not going to be moved on their belief that God would heal or that God would do this or that God would provide or that that God you know they that God was going to meet their needs, whatever it was. They they had a few things. They didn't they didn't have everything figured out, but they had a few things where they just simply trusted God and there was no wavering in their life. I mean, what does it say? Abraham believed God, he was unwavering. You know, Abraham just had his heart set on God. Now, was his performance perfect? If you remember, Abraham kept screwing up. But God said he was unwavering in faith. So even your faith is not necessarily based on your performance. It's based on the spirit of faith, the, the one who has the faith within you, the Holy Spirit. And what's the third thing that Mary had was obedience. She was willing to obey. You know, Pastor Bill Johnson talked about this last Wednesday. You'll receive more revelation if you're ready to obey God before he tells you something. If there's already a yes in your heart, then God's going to reveal more to you. Now, if there's a question mark in your heart, God's not going to reveal things to you. He's not going to bring revelation in your life because he doesn't want you to say no. He doesn't want you to be accountable for him giving something. That's why Jesus spoke in parables. 
Because that way everybody wouldn't understand and those that wanted more would press in and say, what does this mean? Because everything you hear, you're, you're accountable for, right? You're like, Stop, I'm gonna, that's why I don't listen to the sermons. <laughs> I didn't hear anything you said today. <laughs> Willingness, no. <laughs> I didn't hear that. You know, so... There, there, God is so good that he's, He wants a yes in our hearts before He brings it. Are you willing to have a yes in your heart before He brings something to you? That's, that's a tough question. It's not an easy question. It's not one we should answer lightly. Oh, yeah. Mary had a yes in her heart. I think that's why one of the reasons God came to her was just He knew that her heart was willing and open and that she would obey that she would step into it and say, okay, we're going we're gonna to walk this through then. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to embrace this. You know, Mary embraced the message that came from the angel Gabriel from God. She embraced it. She may have had consequences. We don't know how that all played out. There's been all kinds of movies that have shown that. But uh, Mary obeyed God. She had a yes in her heart before he even spoke. Now, I want us to read this section again. I'm going to, I'm going to close with this. Um, and this is kind of message three. Ready for number three? So here, this is just an amazing passage. I want us to re- read this again. When Mary goes to visit Elizabeth, it says, when she entered, verse 40, when she entered Zechariah's home and she greeted Elizabeth, and listen, when Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting... The baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. We don't give that passage enough thought sometimes. Because here's what it's talking about. It's talking about something where when you say hi to someone, the Holy Spirit comes upon them. Now, we can, we can rationalize and try to say, well... You know, that's just because she was the mother of Jesus. But think about this now. As a child of God, who lives inside of me? Jesus by the Holy Spirit, right? Same Spirit. Same Holy Spirit. So, Mary had Jesus inside. I have Jesus inside. So I think I've, I've talked myself out of that excuse, haven't I? That, oh, well, that was just because Mary had Jesus inside of her. <laughs> That's just because she was the mother of Jesus. Now, God says, now I'm going to make you the dwelling place. I'm going I'm to come live in you. So what if I was so in tune with God that just me greeting someone had the Holy Spirit come upon them? Let's not limit God. Nothing's impossible with God. What if my greeting of someone was so powerful that it could touch their life? What if I believed that? Because how does the grace get activated in our life? The favor of God get activated in my life? When I believe it's there? When I trust Him that it's there? Mary was just trusting God. Was she asking for this to happen? No. She was living life full of God. She was full of God at that moment. She was full of Him. And so when she greeted someone, 
the Holy Spirit began to move in them in that moment. Believe that. Believe when you, when you greet someone, when you talk to someone, that the Holy Spirit is moving. Jesus said, my words are spirit and my words are life. We are now speaking with His words, with His Spirit. So I can manifest life, I can manifest the Holy Spirit by my own words. Message four. <laughs> You're like, when do we get out of here, right? It's only 11.30, people, come on now. <laughs> here's, here's the last thing. And this is going to be a little bit of a challenge to you ladies. So... Shake off the, those first three and go, heads up. You know, I've, I've told this story before probably. I, I, hopefully I'll get some new stories soon, right? <laughs> but I, we were at camp a couple years ago, and I think uh, my wife was speaking to the children. So it was fourth through sixth graders. And she had a deal where she was going to minister the love of God that day. So she felt like that was, that was the lesson was that God loves you and loves you as a father. And so she said, who do you kids think of? What do you, what do you think of, kids, when I say God loves you like a father? Every single one of them said, I think of my dad. When I say that God's a father, they, they think of their earthly dad. Now, in that room, there was... Good dads, bad dads, horrible dads. There was all kinds of uh, broad spectrum of dads. But what that, what that tells me is my perception of God as Father begins with my encounter with my earthly father. Now God can overcome that, He can heal that, He can reveal, reveal Himself to it. But as a child, that's the first encounter. And so whenever I am reminded of that, guys, as, as a dad... That my children will first get to know Father God as being like me. Whoa. That's huge. But, ladies, you don't get left out. There's a ministry called Sozo, which is, works with inner healing in our hearts. And I'm not going to go through all of what that is, but uh, we've, I've heard, I haven't personally experienced it, but I, my father and uh, his wife see the power of God manifest over and over again as they minister in this way. And one of the things that, that they go through is you go through your relationship with your dad... And that ties into Father God. Your relationship with your peers and your brothers and sisters ties in with Jesus. Why is that? Jesus is our older brother. If we're in the family of God, Jesus is the eldest brother in the kingdom of God, in the family of God. So if we have a good relationship with our brothers and sisters and our friends and peers, then we relate to Jesus well. If we have a good relationship with our dad... We end up relating to God the Father, the loving Father, the good, good Father, well. Where does the mom come in? With the Holy Spirit. Moms, you get the honor and privilege of allowing your children and your grandchildren 
to be open to the Holy Spirit. Now that's a, that's a big thing. I bet you, in your life, if you've been resistant to things of the Spirit, many times you'll go back and say, ooh, there's some issues there with me and mom. Now again, it's not about feeling guilty. So if you've messed, none of us have been perfect moms or dads or brothers or sisters or anything. So like, just wipe the guilt off right now. Everybody, no, no, no guilt or condemnation. But be aware and ask God to help you. Because how do I as a father love with the father's love? I've got to get it from him. How do I, how do you you who are mothers, how do you love with the same tenderness and strength and comfort and nurturing as the Holy Spirit? It's got to come from Him. But He's given you that calling. And if God doesn't call you to be a, a mom, He may call you to be an aunt. He may call you to be something else where you minister and, and, and help open up someone to the Holy Spirit. Man, there's nothing greater just about then you've got to know the love of God, you've got to know the forgiveness of Jesus, but you also need to have openness to the Holy Spirit. Because if you're not open to the Holy Spirit, you miss out on part of what God wants for your life. And so moms, I challenge you, Mom, moms-to-be, I challenge you to be intentional and ask the Holy Spirit to give you the Spirit that would make your kids open to the moving of the Holy Spirit. It's a, great, it's a great calling. It's a great honor. And you're not up to it. But that's why He called you to it. That's what God called Mary to. He called Mary to something she wasn't up to. He called Mary to something that she could not do on, his own, on her own. Have you ever heard that phrase, God will never give you more than you can handle? It's not in the Bible. It's actually not biblical. The Bible is filled with times where people had way more than they could handle. So if you're just getting what you can handle, that's not what God wants. God says, I want you to have more than you can handle. I want you to have so much that I have to handle it. That I have to take care of it. That you have to trust me. That you have to surrender. That you have to give up and say, I can't do it. And then he says, that's what I was waiting for. That's what my grace is for. It's my strength. It's my power. It's my wisdom. It's my love. It's my care that's going to go through you. It comes from Him. Man, an anointed mother, there's nothing like that. And so be an anointed mom or be an anointed aunt. Be an anointed grandmother. Be one of those that's full of the Spirit and leads all the kids and grandkids and nieces and nephews and whoever else you interact with Maybe it's just kids around here at church. Whatever. Be one who ministers to them life as a lady where they're open to the comforter to move in their lives. So I want to I pray over the moms again. I want to pray over you. Can, can we just have everybody stand up? Let's just, let's just close in, in prayer. I know I gave you four messages, but they were all short. So you might remember one of them. 
But if the Lord spoke to you, maybe it was about willingness, maybe it was about Mary, maybe it was about just experiencing the power of God in your life, knowing God as the mighty one. Maybe it's the, the part about just, you know, the Holy Spirit being on your words and uh, whatever it is. Let's just ask God right now to, to fill us. Because there's, there's nothing more that we would need this Mother's Day than to be filled with God. And so God right now, Daddy God, we just come to you. And we invite you to fill us anew. Fill us freshly, we pray. Holy Spirit, we just thank you for your presence here. And we, I just invite you and welcome you to move in every single heart, God. I pray, I pray for any hardness of heart, Lord. I pray for any, any hurtness of heart, Lord, where there's, been, where there's been wounding in our hearts, whether that's through our, our mother or our dad or our brothers and sisters and our siblings. Lord, the family that was meant to, to bless us, Lord, sometimes they have, they have harmed us and they have brought as it were, a a curse into our lives. And so, Lord, right now in those areas, we ask for your healing to come in right now in Jesus' name. Lord, I speak to those hurt areas and I say be healed. Be open to God the Father's love. Be open to the forgiveness and the brotherhood of Jesus. Be open to the nurturing and comfort and power of the Holy Spirit. And Lord, right now, if you, if, you have somebody, if you have somebody in your family, especially, that you need to forgive, I just pray that you would do that right now. You may need to forgive your dad, your mom, maybe there's an uncle or an aunt or a grandmother or a grandfather, a brother, a sister, just someone. If, if they've done something to you and you kinda, you're still just, it's just still kind of there, it's still kinda, it still kind of has power over you. Right now, let's just choose to forgive. Lord, right now, I choose to forgive. I choose to forgive that person right now in Jesus' name. I choose to let them go. It's not right what they did, but I choose to believe that Jesus, what you did on the cross, is is strong enough to heal, is stronger than what they did to harm me, Lord. What you did for good was stronger than what they meant for harm. And maybe they didn't even mean it, but it it came out as harm, God. We just we just forgive right now. God, we I forgive. Well just just release that to the Lord. What, what a great gift today on Mother's Day to get that we would be free from anything that would be holding us back in terms of unforgiveness. Mm-hmm. Holy Spirit, you are so good. We invite you to fill us, God. Fill us anew, we pray. Just ask Him to fill you this morning. Holy Spirit, come and fill me. Holy Spirit, come and fill me. Holy Spirit, come and fill me. Fill me again, Lord. Lord, we give you honor and praise this morning for what you've done in our lives. Lord, I just thank you that this morning there's just a gentle, gentle presence of, of, of your spirit. Lord, there's just the comforting, nurturing part of you as, as you have manifest yourself as the Holy Spirit, as the comforter. Lord, we just thank you for that right now. Lord, I pray for every single mom in here. I pray for every single mom-to-be. Lord, I pray for any, any ladies in here who are wanting to be moms, but through something in their body or something in, it, they haven't been able to yet. Lord, we just ask for openness right now, for healing in any body. In the name of Jesus, we speak to every womb that needs to be open, every womb that needs to be open, that you that wants to be open to you in the right relationship, in the marriage covenant, God, 
that I speak to those and say, be open in Jesus' name and be healed. We thank you for the gift of children, God. Nothing's impossible with you, Lord. I don't know if there's someone here today that's praying that prayer, Lord, but we just we just come into agreement, Lord. Anybody in our lives, Lord, who we know right now, if, if there's someone in your life that you know that's like they've been praying to get pregnant and they just they just can't do it, let's let's just believe right now for a miracle. Lord, we are believing right now for miracles of of conception right now. For those that want that miracle, God, we are believing it right now. We're mentioning their names. If you, have, if you know a name, just mention their name to the Lord right now. But we are mentioning them before you right now, God. We are asking for a miracle in their bodies, Lord, that they would receive that gift from you. Holy Spirit, bless the moms here, God. May they be honored today. May they just be full of joy. Lord, refresh them. God, just fill them with just your peace. Lord, fill them with your grace, Lord. Thank you for the goodness. For those of us that have lost mothers, Lord, we just thank you for comfort and peace in our hearts today, God, that we can look to you. We can look forward to that day when we will meet again. Lord, we can look forward to the the power of the reality of the resurrection, Lord, that we will one day see them again. And we bless you today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You are blessed. If you did not get a muffin, I think there's some left. Please take one with you to go. We don't, need to, we don't need to leave those here. If you still want your picture with a family, sir, do you have the camera still? Or If you still want your picture, you didn't get it with your kids or something, get with Dan. He'll be in the back there in the foyer, and he can get that picture for you, and we'll get it sent to you.